Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. John Harris alongside the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, happy Wednesday. How are you? Johnny, I'm doing great. Uh, we've got more OTAs. We have minicamp next week. we got a lot of stuff going on here at the stadium tonight. Season ticket members town hall. Looking forward Ooh. to having that unfold. So that's going to be fun. Plenty to say about that tomorrow night when we have the general on the program. Okay, are you are you emceeing that? I'm emceeing it, and mm. it's going to be fans asking questions. So really, I'm not going to do much. I'm just going right. to moderate. Right, right, I'll right. I'll be up there. You're facilitating your. Yep. Yeah, you're just getting you're getting the ball where it needs to go. We did it last year with original season ticket members, right? You're you're Allen Levels, what you're you what you are. Alan, I'm dating myself, Allen Levels. Th- that yeah. is that is major dating. That is major dating. Chris myself. Matthews, uh no, who Tim Russert. Yeah, there's a no lot of places with us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like a lot of places debate, you could have gone. It's not a debate though. It's a town hall. So No, I mean I'm talking about point guards, you know, Houston Rockets Allen Level that could just get the ball out to the I was shooters. going back to broadcasting. Allen Level, I remember. He was on the eighty six team, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the eighty six yeah. team. The eighty six team was fun. And we're gonna have some fun have in the lab a little bit later with Drew. Doherty will chop it up about OTAs and a few things we were talking about. Uh, he talked to Dalton Schultz for a while, and it was a fun interview. If you missed it, go to our podcast page, HoustonTexans.com, however you get your podcast. Check out that podcast um, from All Access. Uh, it, second segment of Tuesday Night Show. It was awesome. I mean, listen to the whole thing because Mark and I are up front. Yes. But J- Dalton Schultz was fantastic, including uh, he finished a – he finished a song lyric, and Drew had no idea what he was talking about. And I knew exactly what he was talking about, so I thought it was pretty cool. Um, oh, I missed that, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you, you'll find out um, if you – how do I say this? If you know what he's talking about, then, okay, you and I could talk. Because we listen to the same people. I don't want to hijack the show, okay. but the fact that Dalton Schultz is named after Dalton and Roadhouse is mind-blowing to me. But yeah, really I was shocked be. by that. But – it makes perfect sense, sure. considering when he was born and everything, his yep. age, his dad and mom, their age. They probably loved Swayze, who's a Houstonian. Yes. And I, Drew is tweeting about it. I quote tweeted it mm-hmm. or replied or whatever. Roadhouse is the greatest B movie I've ever seen. Okay, so I saw that tweet. I want to ask you this. Yeah. Where's the cutoff between... I guess what we'd consider A movies and B movies. Uh, Justice Scalia would say, I don't know how to describe it, but I know it when I see it. That's right. right. The best way of because Roadhouse it. probably has a reasonable budget and yeah. it's got some stars. Yeah. Not huge stars, but Sam Elliott, nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Kelly Lynch, I don't know if she was a big star when it came out. Ben Gazzara had been in a lot of TV stuff and probably some movies mm-hmm. as well uh, and some others. But to me, Roadhouse is, how about this? Best bad movie. Because it's not a great movie, but it's so watchable and it's so it's so good. It's just not there's a lot of dialogue problems in it. There's a lot of story problems in it, but it doesn't matter. It's just so watchable and entertaining because of Swayze's charisma and the fact that he's just kicking people's butt and oh, the Jeff Healy band is in it. It's awesome. Should I admit this? You've never seen it. I know. You've said this before. A true confession, <laughs> whatever. I know. It's I awful confess. I've not There are a lot of movies I haven't seen. Point I've break. tried to make up for haven't seen Point Break either. All right, so this is a problem that you haven't seen. Because it's got a football theme in Point Break, right? There's well, a football. Not really. It, Johnny Utah is a former football right. player. Okay. All right. 
Keanu Reeves plays Utah in one movie and Shane Falco sure. in The Replacements. Right. But, Johnny, you need to see Point Break. Uh, you and Jack should watch Point Break. Just yeah, put it on, roll it. Do that before Roadhouse. Point okay. Break is a better movie than Roadhouse. Okay. All but right. Roadhouse is still, to me, I love it more, it, if that makes sense. Yeah, Certain yeah, yeah. movies you love, even yeah. though you know they're not critically acclaimed. Is Roadhouse the kind of movie that if it pops up on USA or TNT, I'm in. you're watching it? I'm in. Okay. I'll see what's seen, mm -hmm. but I'm in. Now, I won't hang through the commercials. Guess what? Uh, VH1 had Goodfellas last weekend. Oh. I watched about 10 minutes of it just to be entertained by the editing because I knew you know, Goodfellas. Come on, yeah, the yeah. language. And it's, you freaking guy, you, you <laughs> filthy freaking filthy guy <laughs> it's almost hard to watch it in is. some sense but it's funny to watch how they put it together with the editing watching my son jack lose his mind if i'm watching something that has commercials when i can get it from some streaming service oh, yeah, that yeah. we have my, you want to see kid. a mind blown yeah oh he'll walk in dad you know you can watch that on insert streaming service here. Okay, so along those lines, and we'll get to what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But I saw, and I can't remember who tweeted this, but somebody tweeted out a question. What is your comfort go-to TV series? Oh, comfort series? Comfort series. But does this have to be an ongoing thing? I just finished Ted Lasso and Succession. Oh, I finished Lasso last night, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Awesome finale, right? I mean, that's one of the better finales. That was really good. Satisfying. It tied up a lot of storylines, like you said, but it left open the possibility that there could be some spinoffs, which could be which which could be interesting. If I were Apple TV, I would pay those guys whatever they want to continue yep. some form of the show. Yep. Because who's going to Apple TV for anything? MLS even. Right. Other well, than they the might now with Messi. Well, yeah, that was that's, a big that's, story. Today. That's a great story for them. Great story for that league. But to me, Apple, it, it unless you're a diehard MLS fan for the most part, you're not going in there. No, you're right. Morning show was great, but Morning it's over, good. right? Right. Ted Lasso over. over. Now yep. some people can get it and binge, but right. at some point they'll sell it because they want to make the cash on the right. sale. It'll go to Netflix, and they're selling things to each other now. Mm -hmm. That's how. The Last Dance ends up on Netflix because Disney sells it. Right. They want to collect some cash. It's just sitting in our vault. Yeah, people go to it sometimes, but it's new to you, right. and we'll make the cash. Right. So they're going to sell things back and forth all day long. That's how these streaming services work. Uh, I don't really have a go-to comfort series. I still enjoy watching Seinfeld reruns from time to mm -hmm. time. Yep. Uh, but if I'm just settling down in front of the, in front of the screen and I have nothing... I'll actually look for the best documentary I can find. I'm a docu guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm same. I, any documentary that I can find, uh, I'm go. I'm going with it. Mine's probably Friends, yeah. and some of that has to do still? with still. Yeah, some of that has to do with the fact that my my daughter will just put it on. She'll just have it on. She might be doing work around the house, yeah. or I, she may not be in. The, she may be in the kitchen. It's a soundtrack. She'll just put it on and. So when we were making our long drive back from North Carolina, or actually on the way to North Carolina, we would just put it on my phone and then put it on the, the Bluetooth in the car. So as I'm driving, I can listen, and you can watch. And it just kind of kind of killed time a little bit. So it was yeah. good. I don't have to watch it, but, you know, it's... So you're uh, listening to the audio. Yeah, I'm listening to the audio. And, while you're driving. And, yeah, Jack's watching. Side and watching. note, off, yeah. off the big side note we're beginning the show with today, when I was a little kid, like 10 years old, I used to tape with my tape recorder back in the day mm -hmm. tape recorder episodes of all of the family mod certain sitcoms good times 
and I'd play the audio while I was falling asleep. Just in the dark, just put on yeah, the yeah. audio of those That's sitcoms. brilliant. Why am I only finding that about that now? Well, I just did it because I love, I've always loved audio. And once you've seen the show, you can see what the show is, That's right? Exactly you're hearing point. it, yeah. and yeah. you know, like when you're listening to Friends while you're right. driving, you know what's going I on. I know what's going on, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if it, you know, like for us, it was, you know, long stretches of nobody there. You know, you peek over and go, okay, I remember that scene. But yeah, it's exactly. And when I, many, many eons ago, when I moved from North Carolina to Texas, that, that was 07. So we didn't have smartphones, but I had an iPod. I had an iPod. And so I put the iPod on a little thing on the dash, and I played every single America's game. And I'd oh, yeah. seen every one of them like three or four times. So it was the same kind of thing. I didn't yeah. need to look over there to see it. Right. I could... I could see yeah. it without seeing it. Right. And I just you hear Jimmy Johnson's time. voice. You yeah. know, it's Jimmy Johnson. Absolutely. That works as a podcast. So much of TV does, by right. the way. There's no doubt. Even when you're watching highlight clips, right. they often have the play-by-play alongside. Exactly. So there it is. Now, you don't get to see all the B-roll of everything, but it's still good enough. Yeah, it's, it's good enough, no, no doubt. Uh, let's get into this. Okay. You, Monday night, when I was driving back, you and DP and Drew did a segment. Mm-hmm. And you named particular awards. Yes, we did. Okay, and you gave it. You gave it a name. So tonight we're going to look at the 2023 Texans 90-man roster as constructed right now. Yeah, each unit, and we will name the Bryce McCain Award winner. Mm. That award is given. Man, I wish I could do like the the Oscars voice. Yeah. The Bryce McCain Award is given uh, the Bryce McCain Award is awarded to the player most thought to be forgotten about or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're looking at. The Don't Forget About Me Award named after Bryce McCain because Bryce McCain in 2011 after Jonathan Joseph, after Danielle Manning, and all the excitement about Brandon Green Jackson, Harris, second, Rock Carmichael. Oh, so man. Oh, yeah, that's right. They drafted those. All of a sudden, there was Bryce McCain, who was drafted in 09, right? Yeah. Drafted nine. All of a sudden, who became the nickel and became a very, very good nickel was Bryce McCain. So that is the Don't Forget About Me award at each position group. Now, we're not going to do quarterback because I think that's, uh, I mean, there's three guys, and yeah. I don't think you ever forget about quarterbacks. So we'll leave the quarterbacks out of this. So let's start at running back. Give me the winner of the Bryce McCain Award to the player. Do not forget about me heading into because we're listen. We're on a mini camp. Yep. And after that, desert. I, Mark. I don't because so much has been going on. I didn't even realize it's June. Oh my gosh, this was the last week OTAs. We got mini camp next week, and this desert time. Yeah, desert. time. Wow. But guess what. You and I are about to interview 30 players oh, I know. in a row. No, that's fine. <laughs> and we're going to have all that content. Th- that's fine. It's going to be good. So, the Don't Forget About Me Bryce McCain Award at running back going into training camp is Daria Gunboale. Ooh, good Because you one. have new players. Look, we know about Devin Singletary. We know Jared Dokes. We talked about him. I think that Dokes and or Mike Boone mm-hmm. later in camp could qualify for this. If they flash, because then they will have been around here for a few months. Right. But right now, it's Dare, who's on the team last year. And you have these new players, Singletary, Dokes, Boone. You know, guys you haven't heard from much. But 
we see them out there at OTAs. And Dari's out there as well. But Dari could be. I think this is an incomplete. I'm not saying he's making the kinds of plays where you say, oh, my gosh, Dari might start. But Dari Gunbowale is the ultimate Bryce McCain, don't forget about me guy. He could find a way out of the roster. He's so good at special teams. And then, voila, he's one of your backs. Yeah, I, I, Mike Boone is the one because I think Mike Boone gets lost in the shuffle of, like you said, you brought in Devin Singletary, a.k.a. Motor. You heard Damian Pierce call him Motor, and I think everybody was like, wait, who? Uh, Motor, that's his nickname. I think everybody talks about Singletary, and, uh, and obviously DP, everybody talks about uh, Damian Pierce. Dari's been around a little bit, but Mike Boone was acquired, and I think that was really quietly done. He just he was acquired kind of the same day and signed here that a few others. And you watch him out there, and you think, boy, he could really be a he could be a factor in a passing game. And yeah. obviously, Valde is a, is a rookie, so you got to see what he's got. But I think Mike Boone could be that guy. Like, hey, man, don't don't forget that I'm here because mm-hmm. a lot of you didn't even realize I was here. So I, I think Mike Boone would end up being it for me. All right, let's go to uh, wide receivers. All right, wide receivers. Wide receiver, a big group. Yeah, this gets a little more difficult for me. Uh, you'd love it to be John Mechie, but that's another category. That's yeah. a comeback player. A guy's really never practiced, and he's got to get out there and do his thing. And I'm going to go with the Bryce McCain Award winner, the Don't Forget About Me guy at receiver. I'm going to go with Jalen Camp. Ooh. Tempted to take Johnny Johnson, who caught a game-winning TD in a preseason game last year. But Camp had some moments as well. And Camp, 6'2", 220. Is this the year the light goes on mm-hmm. and Camp becomes the guy? Now, does he even qualify as a don't forget about me guy because he really hasn't done much, right? Do you need a I guy to you, have done something? No, listen, however you want to classify the award, it's like you're voting for you know, NBA, just NBA what MVP. Forgot about. Yeah. yeah, just you, you, yeah, don't forget about him. Let me ask you, would Amari Rogers qualify? What that gummit? You can't steal my answer. Okay, well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I was going to say Amari Rogers. All right, that was going to be my that was going to be my because what have we talked about? Oh, Tank Dell signed. We got Tank mm-hmm. Dell in. Robert Woods. Uh, Robert Woods. Noah Brown. John Mechie's coming back. Yeah, I think we often forget about Amari Rogers. He had a touchdown catch. Xavier Hutchinson doing so well. We're not talking about Amari Rogers, and no, I, that's a good one. I that's think a better one. I think that might be the one at wide receiver because. If he's catching the ball well, I think he's got a little different shiftiness to him. He always had that at Clemson. I think he could be that guy at wide receiver, and he's one to watch. He had to, he had a great uh, catch and run for a touchdown um, during a seven on seven or a team period the other day, and uh, he turned up the juice after he caught that thing, and CJ put it right on the money, and it was one of those throws that I've talked about for a long time with CJ. He doesn't make receivers stop. When he wants him to catch and run, he will put the ball right on the money. If he wants him to not take a big hit, yeah, he might throw it behind him on purpose like he did a few times. But he hit Rodgers right in stride, and he just split the defense and took off. So I think Amari Rodgers could be that guy. The other candidate I would think about, because I often forget he's on the squad as Steven Sims. Yeah. And he can be dynamic. So uh, those would be the few. Okay. Uh, tight end. It's only four guys at tight end. So, sorry, five guys. Five players at tight end. So, this is a little bit tougher because I think we've talked about all of them. Who's the Bryce McCain, don't forget about me, award winner at tight end right now? Uh, to me, it's got to be Brevin Jordan. Okay. Because you brought in Dalton Schultz. Tegan Quatoriano flashed at times last year. Great and last you, game against the Colts. Yeah, you, you have high hopes for him. And I'm not going to say Brevin Jordan is forgotten. 
But a lot of people, and not in this building, but a lot of people I hear in the media are kind of counting him out. Right. And they shouldn't because he's noticeable out here. And we don't see every practice. The way they were going to him in Tuesday's practice led me to believe, mm-hmm. I bet they go to him a lot in some of the other practices as yeah. well. Maybe I I'm see completely that. wrong about this, but it just felt like, I bet Jordan's having a nice spring and we're going to have Nick Casario on the show this week. Yes. We'll ask him about Jordan, and he'll tell us all his plans, by the way, for everything <laughs> regarding this <laughs> roster. Maybe not. Yeah. But I think Jordan is my guy. I think it's probably right. And by Jordan, you mean Brevin Jordan, because yeah. there is a Jordan Murray, just like there was a Jordan Akins last year. So he wouldn't qualify, though, because it's not like... No, I'm not saying Jordan, that's, Jordan that's Murray nobody's would. nobody's talking about guys yes. instead of don't forget about me guys. Yes, that's... that's uh, that's deep, 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 mm-hmm. deep. But he's, not- he's noticeable. But you can though. see him. I mean, Murray. you can tell the athletic ability mm-hmm. is there. Okay, offensive line. Because I agree with you about Brevin Jordan. I, I think a lot of people look at it as a fait accompli. It's Dalton Schultz. I, I can be guilty of that at times. And I was a, I was a big Brevin Jordan supporter. And I, I, want, him to, I want him to prove it. I want, him mm-hmm. to, to, I want him to play a cleaner game. I want him to be on it. And I think if he is... He's got physical ability. He's got more physical ability maybe than anybody in that tight end position, but it's just a matter of making sure he's on his P's and Q's wherever he needs to be. There are always some just kind of odd things that happen. Remember last year he got a, he got a pass interference grabbing somebody's face mask as he ran by. I'm like, ah, just <laughs> weird things like that happen to him that don't need to happen. All right, All let's right. go to the offensive line. Give me the guy that wins the Bryce McCain Award. I've got the perfect guy. Okay. Perfect guy. This you might want to rename the award after him if it works out for him. It's Scott Quesenberry. Scott oh. Quesenberry. It, it, oh, you want to draft Juice Scruggs? Okay. Jarrett Patterson? Fine. But guess Sign what? Dieter. Laramie's not here. Dieter's got to play some tackle even at times for you out there at practice, right? Scruggs is playing a lot of guard. Quesenberry's saying, I'll take these reps. I'll take the reps. Thank you very much. And guess what? Would it be the most shocking thing in the world? Quesenberry's no small child. He's 6'3", 310. Would it be the most shocking thing in the world if Quesenberry rose up in this system and became the starter at center and did a good job on a much improved team? I don't think that would be the most shocking thing, and that defines this award. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I agree with that. I think you brought up a really big thing. Sometimes a guy is a better fit for a different system. That That might be Scott. It might be Juice Scruggs. We'll find out. But I'm with you. I, I, I don't know that I can disagree. I don't know that I can disagree. You weren't going to pick it though. You were not going to pick. I was him. not going to pick Scott Quesenberry. The guy that I was going to pick was Charlie Heck. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Um, we haven't seen Charlie for whatever reason the last few days in OTAs. We've seen him around here, but I don't know if he's dealing with something or not. But Charlie has played a lot of football since he's been here in 2020. Um, started almost all at 21. Didn't play as much last year because both Titus and uh, Laramie were healthy. But I just think a guy having a guy like Charlie Heck, and this is where it's a and this is where it's a little tricky. Charlie's going into a contract year. This is his fourth year with the Texans, and yeah. being a wow. fourth round pick, this is last year. It's contract he year. Just got here. I know it feels like he just got here. It's it's ridiculous. Wow. But I, I'd want to bring Charlie back. I mean, there's a there are a lot of things that go into that tackle discussion. Like yeah, what's yeah. going to happen with Titus and extension and Charlie? There are a lot of different things that go into that. I think Charlie Heck. Um, is definitely a guy not to forget about. All right, D-line. Canvas right. the entire D-line. I think there are 15, 
15 guys, mm. 16 guys maybe on the D-line. There are probably multiple choices. I mean, in yes, some multiple. ways, look, Jerry Hughes is too much of a larger-than-life figure to qualify for this award. Yeah. But I just feel like nobody's talking about Jerry Hughes. So that's the other category. But the Bryce McCain, don't forget about me guy award for me goes to Derek Rivers. Derek Rivers Ooh. is healthy. He's out there participating. Johnny, what happens when Derek Rivers participates? He can rush the quarterback as well as anybody on this roster. He Point makes blank plays. End of story. He makes plays. Mm -hmm. The guy makes plays. He's got all the talent in the world. Stay healthy and you're there. He is that guy right now. Now we got a long way to go. Mm -hmm. We're not even in camp yet. It's still sort of early June. So let's see where it goes from here. What do you think of my Derek Rivers pick? I like it. I like it. I was going to go a little bit higher level with mine. I was going to say right. Roy Lopez because Ooh. I think it's with Ridgeway and Rankins being added, Malik coming back. Uh, you know, you had Thomas Booker still from last year was a draft pick. You know, I think Roy gets lost a little bit in the shuffle yet. Yet, I don't think he should. He is in as good a shape as I've seen. He has always been thick, but he just looks more the part this year than he ever has. So I'm going to say Roy Lopez. All right, let's get the linebackers. Mm -hmm. uh, you're looking at Perryman, Littleton, Hanson, Kirksey, Toa Toa, Wallow, Christian Harris, Blake Cashman, Neville Hewitt, and then Ian Swenson, the undrafted free agent. Who's the Bryce McCain Award winner of that group? I'm going to go with a 12-6 pitch here and just change it up a little. All right, I know I blended pitches there. But That's anyway, fine. forget about the baseball metaphor. But a new player who automatically qualifies as the Bryce McCain candidate here, okay. don't forget about me, would be Corey Littleton. Okay. Because Corey Littleton is out there a lot. Yeah. And some of it is because, what do I always say, injuries or availability or whatever the case Correct. may be. Denzel Perriman not able to be out there yet. Uh, Garrett Wallow started the OTAs, recovering from something. I still like. I don't want to name everybody here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Littleton just to be fun because he's new and nobody really talked about this signing and he's getting a lot of activity out there and I don't know what they think of him, but I notice him, so we'll see because you cannot really evaluate linebackers in a tackling sense out here at OTAs. Right, right, right. You just hope they're where they're supposed to be and get the assignments right with the coaching staff and they cover well when they have to. But Littleton's my guy right now. Jake Hans is my guy. Yeah, I was going to go there. At so the end Jake of the doing? season last year, Jake Hansen played some really good football. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, well, Lovey's not here. It's not Lovey's system. It doesn't matter. I think Jake Hansen was going to fit in anybody's system. And I, I, I've i seen linebackers coach Chris Kiffin and D'Amico Ryans pat him on the back, you know, dap him up after a couple of series. I think he's doing some good things out here. I think it's a tough nut to crack to be a consistent starter. But Jake Hansen is going to be around his football team for a while. He does some really good things. So Jake Hansen ends up being my guy, but I think those would be the two if I were, if I were doing it. Okay. You want to do uh, secondary now? Secondary. All right. Secondary. I'm going to steal yours right now. Oh, boy. I'm announcing a theft of the player you were about to pick. Really? Yeah. There's no question you were going to pick this guy in my mind. Tavier Thomas. <laughs> Things are falling off the table yeah, as I pound too the table. Many years to All get right. right here. Tavier yeah. Thomas is the Bryce McCain Award winner for Don't Forget About Me Guy in the Secondary right now. By the way, we're going to give out this award maybe once a week. <laughs> we, we do a lot of shows. So yeah. this award will be presented weekly. It's not an annual award. It's a weekly award. But he's my guy. Uh, that's, that's the ultimate Don't Forget About Me. You know he's got the juice. Didn't 
two years ago, PFF named him among the top slot corners Here's in the phenomenal. league or something. Yeah. Yep. He's got a lot of ability. I know there are new names to consider here, and Des King is getting so many reps. Thank goodness for Des King being that on this That pick roster. he made the other day was sweet. That was sweet. a great pick. He's a good player, yep. a former All-Pro. I like this Tavier Thomas, though. I always have, and he's my guy. Mine is a duo. Mine's a duo. Special teams, they're, mm. they've been fantastic. When they go into the game at safety, they, as, as backups coming in to complement or give guys rest or share time with somebody, both MJ Stewart and Eric Murray have done really good things. Mm. I think as starters, it might be a bit much, but when they fill those roles where they've got to step in, one of, one of the guys is banged up back there. I mean, it got to the end of the year where MJ and Eric – we're, we're rotating in one of the safety positions with Jonathan Owens and really got to the point where those two were playing even more than Owens was at the end of the year. You know Peter's going to be back there, and you know Ward, and you hope that those two stay healthy. But I just feel like MJ Stewart and Eric Murray give you, Ooh. A, a ton of special teams, mm-hmm. and B, they give you experience at that safety position, yeah. which you I think you have to have back there. And once they understand this defense, their veteranness, if you will, is going to be really, really helpful for this secondary. So I'm going to go with the duo of MJ Stewart and Eric Murray. All right, Mark, good job. And you're right. We will revisit this at some point. Maybe not this summer, but we can definitely do it during training camp. Coming up next, Drew Doherty is going to join me for In the Lab. Dalton Schultz was pretty impressed with Bobby Slowick in this offense. Let's talk about it right here on Texans All Access. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. I'm John Harris, football analyst, sign lab reporter. It's time to go in the lab where Drew Doherty, he had a chance to catch up with Dalton Schultz yesterday. So we talk a little bit about that then. Talk about Dalton's impact, what he talked about in that interview. There were some things that were kind of interesting in that interview as it pertained to Bobby Slowick, this offense, a very this or that kind of conversation coming up in the lab. Here we go. Drew, John, let's rock. Open practice yesterday of OTAs. Mm-hmm. Heard from some interesting folks. Yep. Dalton Schultz, Damian Pierce, amongst others. I got a chance to go one-on-one with Dalton Schultz, which you can hear on HoustonTexans.com. You, you played it last night on the radio show. It was a lot of fun. It was good. Covered a lot of areas. So football-wise, he got pretty into the details about why he's jacked about this offense. And you got me even more excited than I already was, and that was a pretty high level of excitement. But this is a guy who's proven to be a very productive NFL football player, chose to come here. And I said, hey, money aside, why did you come here? And that's what he told me about his excitement over the team. I think that's a very important question you should ask any guy who signs with any team in any sport. Hey, money aside, why do you like this? Because listen, yeah. <laughs> money is usually going to be the reason that someone signs here. I don't begrudge anyone that. Right, so right. that's why I, t- I, I ask it that way. But man, the way he answered Bobby Slowick and company, they're cooking up something pretty fun, it sounds like, John. I think what's interesting about free agent signing, especially a player like Dalton Schultz, where there was a lot of talk last offseason about the contract that Dalton Schultz could potentially um, sign as a long-term uh, in a long-term situation, be it the Cowboys or, or somebody else. Well, the Cowboys went franchised him, didn't get a long-term deal done. And because of that, he became an unrestricted free agent this summer. And so the Texans signed him to a one-year deal. And I, I've always said this about a one-year deal. I don't have a problem with a one-year deal because both parties essentially get to try it on for size. You get a one-year deal, you get that money. That money is typically guaranteed. You get an opportunity to put your 
put your wares out there for mm-hmm. all 31 other teams to watch. Maybe not the Cowboys. Maybe they, maybe they get back in. I don't know. So all 32, 31 teams get to see it, but you're in house for that team. So they get to see you up close, but there's always ancillary benefits that you don't, you don't think about. Uh, I would imagine as a free agent, you're thinking about location place. What about my family? How about all that? And then, okay, well, what about the offense? What, what can the offense do? Or, or defense, depending on what side of the ball. And in Dalton's case, is on the offense. And then you think to, okay, well, where were these guys last? Well, they were in San Francisco. They're in San Francisco. Ooh, George Kittle. Hmm, could I fit that? Could I do that? They had other tight ends. Okay, maybe could I fit that? Ooh, babe, I, I like this. And then you get here and you realize, all right, this is why George Kittle was successful. This is how they were able to get George Kittle open um, in that particular role in those particular areas of the field. Now, I don't think I don't look at George Kittle and think he's Dalton Schultz. I don't look at Dalton Schultz and think he's George Kittle. But just from that particular tight end position, you think, okay, your mind starts running wild with, okay, well, if they did this with Kittle, what can they do with me? And that's where you start thinking about whether it's Dalton Schultz, whether it's Devin Singletary, um, whether it's any free agent that that gets into your building, that's what they're um that's what they're thinking about. And, and hopefully that's what Dalton's thinking about. And it's opened his eyes to, Hey, wait a second. Yeah. It's a, it's a one-year deal, but I could show it off. I'm going to get some offers hopefully, but man, I might like it here that maybe you don't give a hometown discount, but you're thinking about, I would like to be here for the long term. He said, he think was going to the year six, I think is what he said. So look, if you're thinking about being a 10 year player in the NFL, which I don't know what guys' goals are. I mean, some might, you know, I want to play until the wheels fall off. You know, some guys want to play five years. Some guys want to want to be in for a decade. You know, that's always kind of a, a nice number. Hey, I spent 10 years in the NFL. Well, maybe you sign that deal with the Texans, and this is where you end up finishing that career and finishing, hopefully, with a flourish, uh, being that guy that the Texans have wanted at tight end for, for a long time. But I think the presence of Dalton Schultz raises the game of everybody else, too. Brevin Jordan taking his game up to a different level. Teague Vittoriano, uh, the rookie last year. Now, they're all different. All three of those guys, they may play tight end, as I say in air quotes, but they play it differently because of body type, size, abilities, all that kind of stuff. But I think Schultz ends up being a really intriguing piece in this offense. And I love the fact that he gave you a J. Cole lyric and you blanked on it. Yeah, I listen, I've heard. But that's okay. I've heard Jay Cole's name thrown around. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, I just, I figured, okay, I don't know the name of the song, but I bet when I play it on Spotify, it'll be like, oh, that's, okay, that's what it's called. (laughs) Played it, first time I'd heard it. Never heard it. I was like, okay, well, that that must be just one song I've never heard. I played a few other Jay Cole songs, never heard of them. Never heard any of it. And hey, to each his own. Yep. Not judging. Yes. Yeah. Never heard it. Okay. So yeah. And he okay. was like, he's like, oh, well, you're not a fan. And I say, <laughs> it's like, well, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that I've never listened. He's like, yeah. So you're not a fan. Let's, be, <laughs> let's take the gray out of this. I was like, yeah. yeah Touche. That's that's true. You could become a fan. True. Yeah. But at the current moment, you're you're not. I that's said, okay. hey, just total ignorance of it. And then yes, totally ignorant because I have never heard a single one of those songs. Hey, at the back end of that interview, he brought up. Actually, let's get to the back end later because in the middle when we were talking football and I couldn't follow this up because he was crunched for time. He had to get out of here, mm-hmm. but I had, a, I had a lot more for him that I wanted to ask. He was talking about how excited he is for this run game. He had spent a lot of time talking about catching passes and the route tree and everything. And he finished that answer. And I said, 
Yeah, and it's interesting. You bring up all this stuff about catching passes, and you're a tight end, but oh, hey, that also means you're essentially an offensive lineman as well because you're a tight end. Yeah. And he said, yeah, man, I, I am so stoked about blocking in this run game. He's like, that's what I'm most excited about. And he talked about why this run game for a, a blocker for an offensive lineman is so beautiful. And he kind of joked about how it is black and white because in a lot of offenses, the offensive linemen have so many different variables that are like, well, if the linebacker moves this way, then you do this. But if right. he moves that way, you've got a combo down on this guy and then do this. And <laughs> he says in this offense, it's this or that. No gray area. You have simple declarative assignments. That's intriguing to me because if you make it easy on your offensive line and your offensive line is effective, how much better is Damian Pierce going to look than he did already last year? I mean, he was a revelation last year, and I don't know that the offense that we've had around here for the last decade has been all that conducive to getting guys big, big yardage. I agree. I mean, obviously, Damian last year, there there was there was one – last year there was one – um, scheme that really worked for them was counter scheme last year that sprung Damien against the Eagles. It sprung him against the Giants. I want to say those were back to back weeks, if I remember correctly. That could be wrong, but they those were that run scheme worked really well in those situations. And but that was one scheme, and you know to be effective in the NFL, you've got to have more than just one scheme. Now you don't have to be. Hey, we run power really well, and then we run outside zone. That's usually not eh, don't go together all that well. But you know, a lot of teams that run zone have some uh, some counter back the other way. Some teams that run power, you know, there's some there's a counter uh, as well. So I think if you can have a couple of three run games, I remember Carolina in 2019. And Carolina in 2019 wasn't a great team, but I remember they had about seven or eight different run schemes they used with uh, Christian McCaffrey. And I'm like, wow, they got, they have counter, they have, you know, power, they've got zone, they've got, you know, inside zone, they've got split zone. I mean, they have all kinds of things. And the more of those that you can run effectively, the better off you're going to be. But the definitive black and white of a scenario, you do this or this, as opposed to, well, it depends. There's a lot of depends in the, in the game of football and a lot of things really, but well, wait, do I block this guy? Well, it depends. The fact that you can give a run blocker, you do this or you do that. That is, it's more valuable than you would even think. Than anybody you're, attacking. Even think. You're, you're not on your heels. Right. And I think that's been a big reason why San Francisco has been so good running the football. But beyond that, I think, their multiplicity of scheme plus the way they build off of concepts where, okay, we're going to tweak this one thing and it's going to look completely different. And I, I used to say it all the time to me, that's, that's kind of the, the biggest thing in the game of football. How can you take something that you do and you do well, get somebody to stop it. And then you can make one little tweak and everything looks different to a defense, but all you've done is made that one little tweak. And all of a sudden, you're now doing something that everybody knows, but you've made one little tweak, and the defense is like, whoa, what are we looking at? Totally different. And he, he, he discussed that. He said that's the beauty of that offense. You see so many different things, but it's out of a basic right. you know, formation, but there's so many variables. Anyways, yeah, he's... He was good. He, he was, was good. really good. It was fun talking with him. And yeah. then at the very end, I, 
I had intended to have some of the just the wacky questions that I sometimes ask guys, like his birthday's on <laughs> July 11th, so that's 7-11. Wait, so, his birthday's July? Oh, yeah. July 11th. Okay, my bad. So free Slurpees. So what was his favorite Slurpee flavor? He got that one in there. Before he sat down, before we even recorded, he looked at the microphone that you're talking into, mm-hmm. that I'm talking into, and he's like, hey, which uh, which model is this? Uh, it's a Shure. He's like, no, I know, but which Shure model? I was like, oh, uh, it's the Podcaster one. I think it's an MV7. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, why? And you got to understand, gentle listener, I've never done an interview with a football player and never have they ever, ever, ever asked, <laughs> what's, the- uh, what's this microphone? You know, they just sit down and they yeah. usually they don't talk into the microphone and you got to like boost their levels. Right. And everything. But the, he actually had an appreciation for it. And I said, well, where'd that come from? Well, I'm a big, he's like, I'm a big gamer. I'm a streamer. And so he has a whole setup at his home uh, where he was living in when he was playing with the Cowboys. I think he's setting up one now down here but he he's a, an interesting cat and i've i ended with one of those rank the daltons i'll do that with people's names like rank yeah. the johns right you know, john the baptist john harris john jacob jingleheimer schmidt tommy john and you know stuff like that so i had ranked the daltons and the daltons were john dalton the english chemist who came up basically with atomic theory and he also dabbled in finding out how colorblindness happens so i had him dalton schultz andy dalton the uh, quarterback B. Dalton Booksellers. Rest oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, R.I.P. And Dalton from Roadhouse. And he immediately said, oh, Dalton from Roadhouse. Absolutely is number one. <laughs> that's who I was named after. My dad would would say, would rank him first also. That's that's why I was named Dalton. Yeah. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, I've never seen the movie. And I was like, what? So, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, anytime you get a Roadhouse reference in, yeah. I'm excited. And Mark Vandermeer was pumped when he heard that. So yeah. he's like, the greatest B movie ever. Yep. Yeah. He very much was. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see what that guy does. And they're they're kind of ramping him up in practice. Um, you know, he's doing certain things, but not everything. But that's that's fine. Uh a, a six-year vet. I don't I don't worry about that sort of thing, especially right. when I hear him discuss this offense his role in it what he looks for and then just watching him there was one point during practice I was watching him I think he was talking with Bobby Slowick if I remember no no no, he was talking to his tight ends coach and they were just having a very animated discussion and you can always tell when you see a coach or a player and they're doing kind of this with their hands Mm -hmm. where you know and it looks like they're doing some sort of dance they're basically describing routes and where they're supposed to go and this guy was over here and describing a coverage and they were doing that and it just was a really couldn't hear a word but it was a really compelling discussion to to watch so you can tell that Dalton Dalton Schultz has this insatiable like desire to learn why why do it that way why do this why do that and I think that's pretty cool um and hopefully that pays off for him in a big way for the Texans and and if it does then you know keeping him here for for the long term which would be cool because I'd like to hear more I'd like to hear more Drew Doherty, Dalton Schultz, Drew and Dalton uh, interviews. That'd be cool. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Let's get that done. All right, we get back. Let's go around the NFL. Hit some stories, including a defensive end in Washington, potentially on the trade block. And should the Texans be interested? We'll discuss that next. Texans All Access. Let's go. Welcome back to this final segment of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am John Harris, your host. Glad to be with you. Let's go around the NFL. And let's start as the DeAndre Hopkins world turns. And it's turning towards Nashville. 
Many have reported that DeAndre Hopkins will be taking his first visit as a free agent to the Tennessee Titans. Now, I've said, as it pertains to Hop, bag or ring, the best would be both. But I don't know that he's going to get it's going to get both. I think he's getting one or the other. I don't see the Titans either way. But he does have a connection with Mike Vrabel. Vrabel was here in Houston when Hop was here. So there's at least that. So he's going to Tennessee for a free agent visit. Albert Breer speculates it's not a line to consider the fact that the Saudis will buy an NFL team. Wow. Wow. Live golf. NFL. I mean, they, they're – but that gets really interesting um, if they become an owner in the NFL. Daniil Hunter, Vikings pass rusher, is his name is being thrown about a lot in trade talks. He's oh, he's due to make just under six million dollars this year. That's amazing. That guy is incredible. And if I recall, now I'm I'm pulling this straight off my dome. So I don't know if this is true. I want to say that he is from Houston. I could be wrong about that. I know he's born in Jamaica. Yeah, he played Morton Ranch. So, yeah, I was, I was right about that. Well, well, I don't know. You got to trade for him. And I don't know how much you'd want to give up. But do you trade Daniel Hunter for Daniel Hunter? Or do you trade for Chase Young? Because many sources have said that the commanders are at least listening to phone calls about the former number two overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft injury in 2021, shut him down essentially for 2021 and 2022. The commanders did not, did not pick up his fifth-year option, so he is a free agent after this year. But can he get a jump on it? Should you? There have been some... Some articles I've seen that have thrown out a potential trade rumor, one that I saw today that included the Texans, um, including a player of the Texans and a draft pick, a third rounder to the Commanders. Then I, you got to worry about the signing, but then you got to know if he's healthy. I mean, wow. Daniel Hunter, though, hmm, that could get interesting. Now, I would imagine Daniel probably wants an extension, so that's going to have to be part of the mix. But Chase Young would probably demand an extension, too, and especially you're going to trade for him. Uh, you've kind of learned about that game in the past, that extension game after a trade. So, I don't know. Is that something you look at? Either one, Daniel Hunter, a Houstonian, Katie, close enough, um, or Chase Young. Would you do that to bolster your, your edge spot? I think the edge spot has improved greatly, greatly. But again, when you think you have enough, you don't. When you think you don't have enough, you're in a lot of trouble. I think the Texans might think they're close, but is it enough? I don't know. Pay attention to Chase Young and to Neil Hunter uh, out on the edge uh, as we go into the desert here very, very soon. All right, a big thanks to Mark, to Drew, to all of you for listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. As always, go Texans.